Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Mario, Hannah's brother. And I'm Barbie, Hannah and Mario's mom. And we, we saved, saved you a spot. spot. That was fantastic. Hey guys, welcome back. And uh, we got a lot to talk about because we are pre-recording this little podcast um, to be released right before Labor Day. As most podcasts are pre-recorded since they're typically not live. <laughs> it's be- August 10th and they're going to try to manipulate you into thinking it's Labor Day. August 30th. Hannah and Mario and Victoria and Lizzie's mom. Not even Labor Day. I, all I do is travel. I just travel a lot. And so everything's pre-recorded until someday we figure out how to buy equipment that works well over the phone. Because we tried it once over the phone and it was terrible. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't great. And also, Mom does travel a lot. I she do. said that she doesn't work to take care of Kylie and Grandpa. But both of those things have not been issues for three years. They are currently healthy, so I am having fun. There you yeah. go. Wait, no, they are not healthy. Well, one of them's one of healthy. The, the <laughs> Don't other, even say it. The Don't other one's dead. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Grandpa's in heaven with Well, Jesus. he's probably healthy now because, you know, yeah, he's got yeah, a new yeah, body. Spiritually true. healthy. Yeah. That's what happens. There you go. Um, and we just gave Hannah a hard I'm time. I'm glad that Kylie's not healthy the same way. <laughs> Me too. Still. Would you go? I, guys, my Let's children are too much. <clears throat> and also, Hannah... She has a new thing. Whenever she's arguing with Mario because she just wants to cut to the chase, she says, God, strike me dead to, to prove that she's telling the truth. And Mario just told her, Hannah, you can't say that because then when you're lying, it's going to be really easy to say because you won't say that. And so I'm like, I do, no, I, it's true. Fun fact, the only time I've ever used it, because it's because Mario doesn't believe me. And so I, I do believe you. You didn't. Just now you didn't believe us. He's very tenacious. You just lied to, to, to Casey about recording this podcast tonight. I, I didn't lie. <laughs> I couldn't remember if I told him, but like I didn't like that he automatically said I didn't you, that I didn't tell him because here's the thing. I remember so him telling So you were in agreement. You didn't like that. I didn't like that. Okay. Um, but here's the thing. He forgets a lot of things uh, that I have told him that I'm like, sure. You know, like when you can recall exactly when you told someone. Does he forget or... Is he into it? Like, sometimes dad, he would like to say he forgot, but he was really not listening to me in the you first place. You guys are both in trouble after this podcast because Hooli's <laughs> a saint. <laughs> oh, you are a smart man and going to be married forever. I just bought a one wheel today. <laughs> oh, he did. Mario bought a one wheel. Do y'all know what a one wheel is? I they just... can't answer back. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. But anyway... Mario, his We're being be- engaging. His beautiful <laughs> wife said implicitly, do not buy a one wheel, which is this thing you... She said, don't spend $2,500 on a one wheel. Guess and what? I okay, didn't. Okay, Mr. Engineer, explain how you wordsmithed this to your advantage. Well, it didn't work. Normally, when you're you know in sales, you try to hit them with the high price, and then you come down to the real number. Right. So you told Huli you were going to buy a one wheel. For 2500 Huli's his wife. She said, I'm crazy. And she said, are you joking? I said, yes. It's going to be three grand after tax. <laughs> and thinking that she would be happy when she found out that I was buying the lower model used for five fifty. And I, I want to interject that this is a 38-year-old man, engineer. Mario doesn't like that you keep on well, saying his age. You, Every time. Oh, sorry. Yikes. But but the, you work like If she 80. ever leaves me, how am I going to get an upgraded model? <laughs> Don't say 80 that. Hours, just, works 80 hours a week, but he's got a one wheel now. That It's a little I gadget like a skateboard a week? that you ride on around uh, the neighborhood. She just makes stuff up for this podcast. 
I do not. Okay, finish up. What What did you do to your poor wife? I, I didn't do anything. I bought a one wheel for 550 bucks. I thought she'd be ecstatic. But unlike most logical people, she was already hot because she said no. I thought you were trying to make her happy. And Well, she's not logical. She's a perfect emotional uh, sweetheart. Full-time working mother of three children. Yeah. She she has every right to be mad. Oh, my gosh. Well, And by mad, I mean like a hatter. <laughs> oh, my god. But goodness. is she using, uh, what was it, felt that made, was it was that what made, um, that, is that where they got the term mad hatter? No, was it tell the, me. The mercury. It was the mercury and the felt, I think. What? I don't know. I think what I'm are you crazy. talking about? Yeah, is no this idea. like Hannah's horrible, horrific fairy tales? It's not a fairy tale. It's a truth. No, no. I mean, the, the whatever you're. Yeah, um, your piece was. What yeah, was it called? so Mad Hatters, they got their, um, they got their name. Can't remember if it was from the felt or from if there was mercury or something, but there was something with what I'm going to murder you. You are making a lot of noise with your chair. I'm sorry. So sorry, you can't say that on the podcast, guys. I cut that out. I didn't really mean it. I just it's what I say when she I'm very said it. frustrated. Count um, it. Listen. No, this is interesting. So mm-hmm. the Mad Hatter term came from? From hatters, because a lot of them would go mad because of what they worked with, but I can't remember if it was the felt or what. What? Hold you're, on. You're Googling it, and yeah. that little clickety-click is just as annoying as my square cheek. Yeah, but there's like a purpose for this. Squeaky. No. Well, well, uh, yeah, mercury poisoning. Okay. No, how, why did they, how did they use mercury mm-hmm. in making hats, though? That's interesting. I don't know. So they would go mad, and that's why they called him a mad hatter? Yeah. As the hat makers inhaled mercury vapors over time. Let me cut to the chase here. Hoolies is just estrogen. (laughs) But but this is interesting. Wait, I want to hear this. Mom, why are you being so, like, you you knew that mad hatter came from somewhere, right? No. I thought it had to do with um, Alice in Wonderland. I mean, well, yes. Prior to that. But prior to that. I I thought that it came right out of. You thought that it came from Alice in Wonderland. I did. No. I actually did, too. Really? High five. High five. Okay. Um, So in 1837 is actually when the saying was, like, started to be well-known. And it's because lots of hat, like, hatters, people that made hats, would go crazy. Um, And it was from, like, mercury poisoning. You know how, like, people with syphilis go crazy? Similar thing. Uh, uh, Al Capone. Mm Mm-hmm. When he was in prison. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Now I have to look up what they were doing with the mercury making hats. Um, I... Didn't uh, Thomas Jefferson have syphilis too, or, or Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin? Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Yes. And I did a video with Mark, uh, I want to say a little over a year ago, and he was asking me about different things, and I told him I wrote a 10-page paper on Benjamin Franklin in college, and I said, a lot of people don't know this, but Benjamin Franklin, he had syphilis because he had relations with a lot of women in France. I did not. I, I learned that from the office. Is this? Yeah. I did not know that. Educational show. Remember with Pam, the bachelorette? Oh, yes. Yeah. I learned it because I wrote a 10-page paper in three hours, so I read a lot of children's books, and one of them that was like a high school book. The children's book told that? No, it was like a high school book. Okay. That one was. Um, And I learned learned that he had syphilis. Oh, no. And fun fact, you can write a 10-page college term paper in three hours if you just read children's books. I learned the same thing by watching three hours of The Office. There you go. Oh, wow. Well, okay, so you got Hooli unmad at you, hopefully, because you inflated the price before you bought it for less. No, no, no. no. He, I'm just, he wasn't, she's still mad she's at still me. Mad. I'm just going to wait a few hours until I get home, and by then, she, she's already peaked. 
She's on the she's on the down. Will you go outside and like play with it with her and tell her how good she rides it, and then she will like it? Oh yeah, I'm gonna try to do everything I can. Do you think you? What if you brought her home like a milkshake? Um, spend more money. No, and here's the deal. (laughs) Let's be honest. They never make it home. I'm All right. such, a, such a cow. So what I did with Zane today, I also had an argument with my husband today. Yeah. Because I watched. Um, hold on. This isn't on the agenda. We have. Hold on. Rush Limbaugh here. We have an agenda and it says Labor Day, rehabbing houses, rentals, Mario's job, one wheel. Uh, and then there's a bunch of stuff about lobstering cool. in here. Cross off one wheel. I want to talk Is about the this. noise I make or actual lobstering. Um, I want to talk about this okay, because talk, there's a movie this. called Dark Waters on Amazon Prime. Have you, you guys tell us to watch this? I did not tell you to watch it, but now I'm telling you, watch Dark Waters. I think you rent it for three dollars and eighty nine cents on Amazon Prime. Okay. And it talks about the the poisoning and Teflon and the molecules oh. and and it's really. Not good. But anyway, so I threw away all my Teflon pans, Wait, all of them. Hey, we're in them away? I, Yeah, no, I don't want what? somebody else to die from them and get uh, crazy and cancer. And Wait, I mean, you know they still sell them at the store, right? You're not like spiting anybody by throwing them away. I don't want you guys. I'm not going to give them to you guys or anybody else. <laughs> I might buy else. some more Teflon anyway. Like, no. So, Dad, and I called Dad. I just want an easy way to cook my eggs. <laughs> like, my future generations of kids, I'm not going to know. No, it's bad. Watch Dark Waters on Amazon Prime. But anyway, I called Zane first to say, can I please throw these away? And he's like, yeah, if you feel that committed to it, yes. So today I'm paying our— competition with people. Sell it to some other idiot. No, listen. (laughs) Give them cancer. (laughs) Morons. So I uh, was paying my credit card bill today, and I look at it, and there's a $149 (laughs) charge pending for Hex— Cookware. Hexclad? And I'm And did you find out that's clad? Teflon too? And I'm like, this is the same thing I just threw away. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, this is different. This isn't bad for you. It's I a said, service. This is a public service. We buy all the Teflon <laughs> just to throw it away. And anyway, I felt so bad. So you feel the Teflon industry? <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, <laughs> she's getting funded by, like, who's the McKinsey Foundation? We called and canceled it because I'm like, it's the same thing. He's like, no, I, I checked it out. I said, did you check it on their website? <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I still have a husband because he Mom, should get rid of me. Are you just, just keep digging the hole? No, no, no. So he's like, okay, I'll call and cancel it. And, and Wait, pause. Yes. He had to call to cancel it. Did that mean it was like from some infomercial he watched? No, Amazon. No, he had... It was 2.50 p.m., and he had ordered it at 2 p.m., and I'm standing right there in the kitchen cooking, and I'm like, you ordered it while I'm standing right there, and you know I have this big psycho crazy thing that I'm terrified of Teflon now. Yeah, that's probably why he didn't say it out loud. That's, I think, what happened. (laughs) But after seeing how serious I was, did you watch the movie? I'm like, I told you I rented it, and we have a day and a half to still watch it. You also told me, actually. I I didn't do that movie. Anyway, Dark Waters, watch it. Moving on, he forgave me, and we canceled the the yucky hex cookware. So you won, is what I'm here. Well, he wanted me to win without agreeing with me, and I didn't want him to to win without him agreeing with me. Who, who else yeah, like, does that? I understand. It's, it's not the same. Just having him capitulate, like thank you you. you. you actually want to mentally beat him as well. No, I want buy-in. <laughs> that I fully get that. 
<laughs> I want. I want the gratification of you admitting that I humiliated you. No, but I don't want to get like Alzheimer's <clears throat> or cancer or all the other. There's like six major diseases. Can I be honest? Yes, ma'am. You think I already have it? I don't think you have it yet. But I do think you're going to get like dementia or Alzheimer's. I think you're right. I don't think I so already have you don't troubles think so? keeping no. my mind sharp. Her memory's sharp. horrible. No, here's the deal. Once she's like in a home, we just move that phone about like five more feet from her and the short-term memory, that'll fix it. She you think so? Like we don't have any Alzheimer's really in the family. Yes, we do. Grandpa. We had, well, there no, Grandpa had dementia and Grandma Jay had Alzheimer's. Oh, that's really? true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was sharp until she was like. 90. <laughs> Yeah. She didn't pass till she was 93. She I, and Oh no, she was 90. No, and I saw her uh like uh cuz you know her her vision had gone um from from the cataracts, but uh No, at, do you know why her vision went? Uh, oh, okay. She, she was taking warfarin and she went to ER for something and they didn't even check her medication list and they gave her Coumadin and she was already <laughs> taking warfarin so her eyes had a big old eye bleed and that's why she went blind. Okay, well that's awful. Um I'm going to bring it up, though, that uh, her mind was still sharp every time I saw her. And I don't think mom's mind's going. I think she just, you know, doom scrolls a lot. Will you guys like me better if my mind's gone? Absolutely not. Absolutely no. Oh, okay. Just checking. Um, Gosh, we're horrible. Mario and I both. (laughs) I barely like you now. (laughs) Mom, we love you. I adore Um, you. I'll be really sad if your mind goes, though, because, like, you're. Like you. I love you. Do you know what's sick? Thank you. Thank you. Do you know what's sick? What? What? Mom's my best friend. That is not sick. Am I your best friend too, Mario? Well, you guys have this spouses. We're going down a dark, dark <laughs> path this time. No, I mean, I mean, Casey's my best friend too, but like, Mom, you're my best friend. That's why I'm having lots of kids, so I can have friends, and they can't say no to being my best friend. <laughs> okay, oh, wait, no, you can't move on. You don't have to tell you something. I told Casey. What did you tell Casey? I told Casey because he goes, Hannah. What if we have all boys? And I said. We're not going to. I'll keep on popping them out until we have a girl. He goes, why? I said, I need someone to emotionally fulfill me when mom passes away. Jeez. You know, that's true, though, because I'm 61. And, I mean, they have to grow up. You have to you have to birth them first. Brainwash them into thinking like you do. Fun so, fact, you've done it to me. So you, you're 20 years out from having a companion. I know. Yeah. I mean, guys, and all, and all joking aside, like, my husband is my companion, and I love him, and he emotionally fulfills me. But my mom and I have, Jesus like— Jesus emotionally fulfills us. Yes, of course, Jesus. Okay, that's a given. All right. That's like saying, like, we need air to breathe, obviously. Okay. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair. This was fun. I feel like I should erase <laughs> this. All right. So anyway, <laughs> you, and then you guys were talking about the airport and Aunt Rose and who you like to take you to the airport the best. Really? Well, you kind of— you gave that away already. Be, be, well, no. Aunt Rose. But why it's Aunt, Aunt Rose, Rose? Isn't it? Yes, it's Aunt Rose. Why is Aunt Rose your favorite? <laughs> and I thought I was your favorite person. See, I I got bumped to, real to take fast. Take us from the airport. You don't. You come with chicken breast. <laughs> Aunt Rose comes with Aunt Rose calories. comes with spaghetti and like grilled cheese sandwiches and uh, homemade fresh, everything. Fresh fresh baked bread and yeah. pie and. Aunt Rose has a farm, so. Here's, here's, catch you all up. Aunt Kinda. Rose is. Is it a functioning farm? I don't think it has like. No, she has hay and she and has, chickens. and she has chickens and she has garden. She doesn't feed us hay, apple by trees. the way. Just... Yeah. No, it's a farm. And she has a big barn that she hides the deer in when it's deer season so that they don't get shot. Wait, why does she Wait, do what? that? No, one year we did that. that. Didn't you know that? No. She what? had a pet deer and she's got 
a did bunch she of save acres. It for Zach and, no, and Gary? no, she didn't want anybody to shoot it, and she put a a little scarf around its neck, and she kept him in the barn until hunting season was over, so nobody shot him. Was it what was it like a like a fawn or something or a doe or I, what? I don't know how old he was, but she didn't I mean, let you're him. Saying he, well, I don't know. He didn't. I don't remember if the, he had some antlers, the horn I mean, situation. I imagine he wouldn't last too long in that barn. <laughs> but uh, no, she had a big old barn and she kept him safe through hunting season. How did we never know this? Do you remember I don't know. one time we had a, a, a deer on the way to Aunt Rose's? Yeah. <clears throat> he, but he, did, he didn't you? die. No, I don't I think you were with us. No, but I remember Grandpa Elmer said, "Don't ever swerve for a deer because you'll it'll you'll go off the road." Dad, Dad fractured his back or his neck or whatever what? when uh, he swerved for sandhill cranes. I know. I remember that. He's worked for the sandhill cranes. He rolled it. Dad loves animals. The, mm-hmm. Like oh. he seems tough, but he he loves animals. He doesn't, you know. I I wouldn't have swerved. No, the first day I got my license, I hit a goose. I bet yeah. that was sad. Yeah, well, the well, deer, the deer did ca- not die. I called mom, or he jumped away. He probably died later. He probably died woods. later and just suffered. Um, I called mom Aww. the day I hit a goose. Um, my first day having my license, and I go, mom hit a goose and she goes oh no I said but I'm not crying and I feel like that's horrible and oh, I should geez. be crying because like Lizzie that one time remember the the duck story of the ducks walking across the road and like she was having a panic attack because she thought they all like died and stuff uh, I, I no remember idea. it yeah she and Vicky were going it was like seven hour drive over the pass and Vicky drove and Lizzie's riding with her and she got there and she was all emotional because she thought Vicky might have hit some ducks. Yeah. And so I felt like a horrible person because I remember that story. And meanwhile, like, I felt bad. Don't get me wrong. I got to school and there were, like, goose feathers in my front grill. Uh, and it, I, it was a thud. Oh. Uh, Huli cried when I hit a squirrel one time. Really? She cried Was a she lot. pregnant? No. She's just a better person than me? Better person than me, too. I feel horrible. Like, I felt bad. Um, oh, I got to get closer to this. Uh, we, we also, we were following uh, somebody on the way to Gainesville. Uh-huh. And this was the craziest thing. There was a car in front of us driving. It was a real small car, like a Hyundai. <clears throat> and the deer bound across the road. And it ran into the car. <laughs> like like it like. It like, it didn't, it's not like it ran in front and was, it was going, it went across the median and it, like, I guess made a decision that it thought it could beat the car. And it ran into, like, the front quarter panel of the car. And then when it hit the head, we were behind that car. The back end swung around and it, like. Hit y'all. No, hit that car and, you know, bounced oh, off was in the road. And I thought it was, I mean, it was devastating. Julio was tore up. But I thought, well, I mean, we got to harvest the meat. And. It's not sick. I don't want to see you the deer You didn't harvest the meat. We, we did not because I got close and the thing got up and bound away. But what makes me sad is it probably did get up and die in the woods. 100%. But yeah. there's coyotes and stuff. It's super sad. It's, it's a circle, circle life, of, but it's very sad. I was going to say that. But the, that guy, I mean, his car was kind of tore up and mm. Huli and I were. Oh, I'm sure it was. Well, Huli was really sad. See, I'd be sad nice. if I hit a deer. 100%. I, it's I, mean, not- I was sad about that. I mean, I just wasn't crying. Yeah, I was sad that I hit the goose. Um, <clears throat> although geese are Canadian geese are really mean. They're mean. They're super mean. Really mean. So Casey hit a goose the other day too. Mm. Oh wow! You guys really are keeping that population. Under that was twelve <laughs> years apart. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a huge believer in minimum wage. Right. But 
I, I'm not against it either. I mean, most of the people that are against it say, well, if you raise the wages, the price of everything will just go up. Okay, so it didn't do anything. So why be against it? It's just almost a moot point for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think something that you could do is stop cheating salaried people, right? Yeah. Like it's a 40-hour work week and you get overtime. Unless you make over, like unless you make half the poverty level, then they can work you as much as you want and just call you a manager. Yeah. I mean, you know, it doesn't bother me. I'll I'll work 60, 80 hours a week. That's fine. But I mean, I make enough where I'm not too worried about it. But somebody that's making ends meet, that's probably not real cool. I mean, I will say I, I <clears throat> so I'm salaried, but I get, you know, other things like I get endorsements and stuff. So I actually make like the salary cap. The salary. What's, what's the salary cap? We don't have a salary cap. It's no, just no, like, no. The legal. Oh, I don't know. Where you have to make at least like, what is it? 45 grand a year? No. It's something like that to be salaried. Otherwise, they got to pay you overtime or straight time or something. Mm, I I don't know because I don't make that. I'm gonna look it up. I'm, this is this is my Rush Limbaugh like. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. Anyway. Okay. But the other day I came in and I did traffic and I don't like I I don't put in hours or anything because, you know, um, I'm I'm salaried, uh, and traffic is definitely not my job. Um, but I figure it's nice. It's a nice thing to do. You know, they treat me pretty well here. And plus, if you do something nice for them, then they typically, it typically pays off. And they're typically more willing to, like, work with you. And uh, you, and you have a good team and a good, and a good company. <clears throat> okay. And that kind of thing. Okay, what did yeah. you find, Mario? Department of Labor. Uh, this is fact sheet number 23, overtime pay requirements of the FLSA. Now, you'd think they'd... I don't even know what FL... I'm going to say federal labor... Something. You'd think they'd define that right there, but um, let's see. They call it the act. Da, 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 da. Well, this is boring. You guys think of something, and I'm gonna. Uh, well, <laughs> well, what, well, while we're at it, I'm gonna say I can't clear, see this clear back when Labor Day first um, was signed into um, a national holiday. I really think, as much as it was important to not take advantage of workers, thirty-five thousand five hundred sixty-eight dollars. Thirty-five thousand what? Thirty-five thousand five hundred sixty-eight dollars. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, so. You know, that's kind of a small amount to be. I make more than that. <laughs> salary. Well, that's good. That's nice. Okay, Slow. let me finish this because right. well, you guys told yes, me Mom, to think sorry. up what I wanted to share. This is what I wanted to share. Mom really wanted to try to convince everybody that it's Labor Day. No, because Grover Cleveland signed Labor Day into being um, a national holiday. And there were a couple things going on. He wanted to, there was a big push to pull things away from May Day, May 1st, because there were negative connotations to that whole May Day thing. And Is also, that where May Day, May Day comes and from? Maybe. And also, um, there was an election coming up, and that would really help him get reelected. Hopefully, bide well for him to get reelected. But so get, it did not so work. So let me understand this. There was a holiday created for political reasons to try I, to make the masses happy? I'm shocked. I, I'm just telling you what Man. I found. There you go. <laughs> well, fun. Okay. Well, you know, I know we'll another ca- president that's catching just did up that. on shores, probably. I hope I get to go to the Bahamas, but my guess is it's going to be catching up on stuff. Okay. Well, I hope you get to go to the Bahamas. I hope, Hannah, you get your house clean. And me, I'm <laughs> It's not, it's clean. <laughs> well, or your baby room fixed. Yeah. No, and I'm going to probably be in Texas. <laughs> so there you go. That's exciting. Natalie. Um, did you know another president who just did that to appease the masses? Tell me. Tell us. Joe Biden. What holiday what? did he did tell us? make a federal holiday? 
Juneteenth? I thought that Donald Trump did that. Nope, he did not. Careful, double check. Anna. 100%. I did double check. Did you? Because people claimed that it was Trump and it was not. Careful, oh, I thought it was. Anna. Okay. Perfect. Huh? Careful. Mario, not- you cannot whisper. When you listen to the podcast and you're whispering, it's it's a nightmare. It's like a hidden track. No, I this listen. I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's You did a, it for ulterior motives. Uh, for ulterior okay. motives. That's fair. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So let's just move on out of that one. We um, got again. Because <laughs> mom said something. We, I, I don't know how many children y'all have, but I have way too many. <laughs> That's the problem. We're here. keeping you out of trouble here. Yeah. Um, let's, let's wrap up. Since Mario and I were here last together, we went to the Keys oh, and great. got a whole bunch of lobster and rented this boat with little slides. Wait. Yeah, it was you, before the Keys when we did the podcast. The yeah. Yeah. And it was super fun. We had a very, very, very good time. Um, the what are some ki- of the things we did? Okay. We went to <laughs> the oldest house in the Keys, which I don't remember their name, but it was like the 1700s and it was a pastor guy. In, oh, yeah. What was that? In Marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like an adobe house. Yeah, it was It was really cool. And I, uh, something point, Cranes Point. Cranes Point, yep. That was neat. And then we, um, we, of course, we went down to um, Mallory, Square. Mallory Square. And Is that where they have the people that um, entertain? The yeah. Street performers, really they have cool. St- yeah. Street performers and the you- best conch fritters are there. <gasps> Those too. are really good. And they have good lemonade too. I know that's random, but they do. They no, do they have. Lemonade. It's all home pressed and stuff. And you see, it's the southernmost point that you can see the sunset in the United States. Is that right? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, for instance, there's the, uh, the fort. What fort? The, Are you talking about Tartugas. the... Yeah, Dry oh. Tortugas. So, I mean, like, I, I don't know if you can say that. You can Maybe say it's the continental the U.S.? Con- contiguous? Well... Well, it's not the southernmost point, but the southernmost point isn't the southernmost point either. But it's a great place to see the sunset. And, and it is. It's beautiful. <laughs> and Mallory, I've got to study up about Mallory, because since I started studying Flagler, there's stuff on Mallory, so... And I you mean, started studying Flagler because we went to Pigeon Key. Yep, and, and that interested me. But um, no, <clears throat> Mallory Square, they have schooners. They have the old schooners with the sails going by as the sun's setting. They have people doing all these different street performing, I mean, incredible stuff. And you just tip them. And they have to audition for their spots so that there's not too many people. Wait, they have to audition? Do they? Yeah, yeah, okay. they do. And they have H- to pay for their spot to be there. Hannah has her hand raised. Hannah, you may go next. I There was one performer who was really incredible, but actually made me kind of sad. Why, that gentleman that was like 70 years old? No, he's amazing. He's incredible. He is no, incredible. No, the guy that um, unlocks himself from the straitjacket, is he still there? No. Uh, no, he's not. Why? Oh, did it, were you worried that he had a substance issue, maybe? No, I was worried that he was going to un, un, unalive himself, as they say, politically correctly. Um, because remember he made that joke about— You keep getting very dark this time. I'm sorry. Nobody—you're trying—man, nobody's going to want me to come back. I'm bringing out your depressive No, time. no, no. I, but do you not remember this? He made you, a joke about— I'm not joking about it. Wow. I it was really I remember I remember it was like five years ago and it made me super sad. He was performing. I know he, who you're talking about. Like, yeah. He was on top of that big box thing and it was right near the water. Like he could have easily fallen in. He said, if I jump in, somebody save me. But like it was like an intentional, like weird thing. 
Now, I don't do know you about remember that, that one? Nope, but I'm I don't gonna, remember that joke. Let's move on. It wasn't a joke. He wasn't, he wasn't there. He wasn't. <laughs> so, so I'm sad, but Hannah, they do, they do have to um, audition for their places to, to be at Mallory, and they can't do more than one performance now. Wait, what? That? No, let's not cut it. But, yeah, man. I wish. I'm sorry. No, I just. Nice. I was asking if he was there. I was worried about his mental health. Well, no, now I'm really worried. I'm sorry. I wasn't worried before. Well, he had freaked me out a few years ago. Well, Jeez. I don't. Know. Well, they have. To I'm audition. being compassionate. They, sorry, they have can to we audition. Move on to Pigeon Key though, because I'm excited about Flagler. Okay, we can we can move on to Pigeon Key in a minute, but I want to finish up because okay. I love Mallory Square. They're incredible athletes. I don't know how they yeah, do they the are. stuff that they yeah, do. Yeah, that one guy. Um, the wh- what's his name? Grandma really likes him. <laughs> The older gentleman that flies over bikes, he literally runs and jumps over. Yeah, and he's like seventy hoop. something. He, and he's he like there, seventy. He, did, he didn't do that uh, routine though. Oh, he didn't. He's no. He, he changed he was, his routine. I, I think he was doing like something like something musical this time. Maybe he was in a different area, which I was sad because he's my. He's awesome. And I've seen him for they what, have artists years? artists down there, and I felt bad last. Okay, so there's this these picture frames that I love. And my house is very monochromatic. It's all kind of white or light-colored wood, yeah. whitewashed wood. My house is all that color. And there were these beautiful painted pictures, but they were colorful, and I didn't want colorful pictures. But I loved these these frames that were colored with barnacles, and they were made out of lobster traps. And they didn't. you couldn't find it. And I couldn't find any frames anywhere. Oh, is that the one that you were telling me about? Yeah, and they were like $80 for a frame, and that was a lot of money. So I didn't buy it the first year. But then I thought the second year, I, that's all I could think Saved about up. is I wanted that frame. And so I asked the, the <clears throat> artist, I'm like, your pictures are beautiful, but can I just buy the frame? Which is kind of sad. And I said, they're beautiful. They just don't match my house. And um, you said that? Yeah. <laughs> and I bought a frame, hey, picture hey. frame out of, um, it was really neat. The one in my bathroom. Wait, you did that this time? No, last time. You did it? Well, yeah, what can you find this time? There was like a lobster trap you couldn't find this time. No, I wanted buoys. I wanted to buy some uh, of the old buoys, but I found just the cheap well, ones, not the antique ones. Hey, I know you spend your life's work on this, but um, can you get rid of that ugly thing in the middle? I just want the frame. No. Mom, they, you could have just, like, sold. The, I feel so bad for this artist right now. Yeah, you buy Teflon pots just to throw them away. You couldn't have just bought their picture and thrown it away when they weren't looking? No, I would never do that. It was beautiful artwork. I just, it doesn't you match my house. You just wanted to make them feel awful. No. No, oh, he, he was that sweet. Makes me so sad. Well, it was going to be one hundred and sixty dollars for both, and I just thought, you know, he probably could make another frame, and so there you go. Anyway, Pigeon Key. Then we went to Pigeon Key. Henry Flagler was seventy four when he started building that railroad. Yes, and yeah. I and I talked about Henry Flagler. I mean, on a podcast so before that, I but may, in depth. I may have underperformed in life. I don't but, think you have. Well, here's the thing, though. I've still got. A long time before I'm 74, I could end up building. That <laughs> That's true. That's a good, very good point. <laughs> you, again, with the morose <laughs> discussions here, Hannah. I'm I'm macabre. 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 What's the word? I, I mean, it's spelled macabre. Oh yeah, macabre. Yeah. What does that word mean? I don't even know. Just what dark and kinda... dark and gloomy and focuses on death. <laughs> no, like you're like Little Miss Sunshine. Do you not remember my segment, Hideous and Horrific History with Hannah Hickox? She's been talking about Mad Hatters hitting geese. <laughs> this guy, like, the mayor might I don't not know. have unlifed himself. She's been working. She's not. been a lot, working a lot. Oh, yeah, 80 hours a week, just like you. <laughs> anyway, and you guys, you took so, your kids snorkeling in uh, at Pigeon on. Key. What? This is an encouraging thing for the kids. 
If you're 74, you can still make something of yourself. Yeah. I mean, Flagler had humble upbringings. I mean, he did hit it off with Rockefeller, so I mean, he's he he probably had some for- good fortune, but yeah, he didn't start building that railroad until he was 74. But he didn't meet Rockefeller until he, was, he already had money, right? Uh, he had started I mean, like in, in his money. like it, what was it? His uncle's store or whatever? No, he had he uh, sold he sold corn, and then he got into the alcohol business, and then he and but Ro- he took over the store, right? The family store. Maybe he did yeah, that. I think so. Early, early on. But he and Rockefeller, um, they worked next to each other, With and they would Standard walk Oil. to work every day, yeah. and they bought into Standard Oil. And that's, this, If you're interested in Henry Flagler, it's a cool thing to look up. But I didn't want to go do a deep dive into Henry Flagler. No. I just was impressed that— you know, he was 74 and still and, he, and he's taking Mario doesn't taking listen to our podcast or he'd know I talked about <laughs> him for half an hour the other day. Well, no, I mean, I, I did. You told me that. So I just didn't want to re-enter all of Henry Flagler. I, I do want to say, though, that I think like the last thing he did before he died is they like propped him onto a train when he was 84 and then he kicked the bucket. So, yeah, and he was no, he fell down. He, he fell down. The, he fell down the stairs. Well, yeah, but didn't he die like. Right when he was like eighty four ish, like right when it was completed, he got he got a he got see, to write on it. Yeah. yeah, he got to see his project completed, but he didn't do much else. No, no, he didn't. But so you can accomplish anything, no matter how late it is. You just can't do anything else afterwards. Was Rockefeller the richest person? Sorry, switching subjects. Was Rockefeller <clears throat> the richest person in history? I like so, if they were to, you know. Well, not I don't think history. History. I think that was like King Solomon or something. Well. But, like, Mod- in his, modern history? His money in eventually got philanthropied to death. But but at one time, but at one time if you calculated how much money existed versus how much money existed, yeah, he controlled a large percentage of— uh, The country's or, or, wealth. Not a large percentage, but a reasonable percentage of the actual wealth of our nation, so— That's pretty cool. Yeah, okay, sorry, but you wanted to talk about something else. Oh, well, I think we we're going to continue on the keys. We're going to continue on the keys. Pigeon right. Key yeah, was yeah. one micro thing that we did, and then um, we, we went. went we jumped. We jumped into lobstering, and lobstering mm-hmm. is the reason we go every year. We go to Mini Lobster, but honestly, the last Wednesday and Thursday of July mm-hmm. every year, there's a two day season open to recreational people before the commercial guys get out and take all the lobster. So it's generally very good conditions, but it is a crap show. It's 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 tough, and if you've never been lobstering, you dive, um, you take a net, and you wear gloves, and you have a tickle stick, and you can buy a net. You're, it's just like a typical like fishing net, just a little. Mm-hmm. It's like handheld what, net. What Patrick and SpongeBob have in in SpongeBob? It <laughs> looks jelly like a jellyfish. Yeah. Um, and and mom just said tickle stick, and anybody who doesn't know lobstering is like, what the heck is a tickle <laughs> stick? Yeah. <clears throat> so so yeah, these lobster. They, they don't have claws like they do up north. The, our lobster, the spiny lobster that's in the Caribbean waters, is actually um, more closely related to a crawfish. And it doesn't have claws. So um, you wear – I just use the yellow gardening gloves because they are spiny, like mm-hmm. the name suggests. Right. Yeah. And they'll poke you otherwise. Um, but, yeah, you got the stick and you'll see those little antennas sticking out from under a rock or – out from under, you know, a, a ledge or something, and you take that stick and you tap them, you, you put the stick behind them, and they kind of come out because they think something's pushing on them. Yeah. And they kind of want to— They scurry pr- out. Yeah. And <clears throat> then you, you know, you're looking at them in the face, but you reach your arm around with that net and you put it behind them, 
because they swim backwards. They flip their tail. And if you got your net behind there and you, you know, eventually they'll try to scoot away from you because they think you're a predator and you, and you, you are, get, you, and you are, um, but that net traps them and you get them in the net, you measure them. And, uh, and when you measure them, if they're the right size, you keep them. But they're them the, the key part that you have to tell about too. When you get them in the net, at least this was important for me. And you got to wrap it. You or, have to wrap it or something or like really swiftly move your arm up and your body up. Yeah, because they go nuts. They flip their tail back trying to get out of that net. Yeah. And sometimes and they get successful. lucky. Yeah. And you're usually, what, 8 to 12 feet down? Yeah, I just snorkel um, at that depth um, because, I mean, there's a lot of people with too much money using the, the hookahs and— uh, snuba. Now and, tell what a hookah and, and a snuba is, because a lot of right. I didn't know well, well, until uh, 2010. Essentially, they have a a raft, <clears throat> and they have an air compressor on the raft, and then they have hoses down in the water. And I mean, they can go down. I think they have those that can go down to like 60 feet. I may be exaggerating. I know to 30 for sure. And um, so, I mean, you can stay down there an hour or two, which is, uh, I mean, I guess it's neat, but. I think it takes the, the fun out of it, you know. Oh yeah, it's and, and like it's this, fun when you're fighting for air. Well, and it drives me nuts when I see scuba divers at 15 feet. Like yeah. if you're scuba diving, there's great lobster spots. Go out and be in 30 foot of water and get your limit, you know. Because I mean, the the shallower, leave some for the kids, you know. Because I, I can't, I can't do even 12 feet. Yeah, and I felt bad because I want to get you on a good spot, but at eight to 12 foot. There's you and, you know, you and dad and Huli, they can't, I mean, you do okay, but you, you can't really get them. No. And, and you wear a weight belt. Weight belts are because, imperative. Because you'll hold a rock sometimes when you get down deep to hold it, to get in there and you're putting your arm clear in underneath. I, I do wear a couple pounds of weight because I'm fat and it helps you, <laughs> you're helps not you, fat helps you get down in the salt water. If I it mean, helps you even Casey wore, wore weight belts when he was diving. Yeah. I mean. Well, scuba diving, you should, but I, I even wear it snorkeling um, just so I can get down, get down a little faster. bit. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, you want to be about neutrally buoyant and in saltwater, most people aren't neutrally buoyant. No. Yeah. And, and Mario's a beast at it. I'm I'm not near the the swimmer I used to be. As, as I get older, I'm not. And so this time we ended up in some places where we were in a pretty strong current. And yeah, that's the other thing is in the shallower water, sometimes gosh, yeah. the current is just rips. I, I couldn't do it. So what we did is we put um, a, a tow rope, a ski tow rope. And so I had a hold of that. Swim. Yeah, the kids could swim. I had the ski tow rope the whole time. And um, I got a little worried though, because two, so you can get for every uh, licensed diver, you can get six um, lobster a day. So we limited out. We had 24. 24. We had four of us diving for lobster. And, and the kids don't need a lobster license. So, uh, by the way, you get a saltwater fishing permit, and then you get the the lobster on top of it. So mm-hmm. it's what twenty five plus a five dollar extra. I think we paid like thirty two when it was all said and done. Thirty two, thirty three with all their little fees so, and stuff. So yeah, so that's for an annual fishing and lobster permit, thirty two dollars. Mm-hmm. I should have given you mine. Well, yeah, no, it's it's, it's person person specific. Hand. You can't, you can't share it. Hannah pulled out her wallet and she's like, "I got one." And <laughs> here, here you go, mom. I have it for everything. No. I just bought it the like. The entire thing. She's married to an outdoorsman. What do you mean? They you, do you, outdoor stuff. You got a stuff. lifetime card? Not a lifetime. No, just for the year. Oh, that's neat. But um, the kids can do it, so it, they don't have to have a license. And yeah, so if you're under what is it, under sixteen or under fourteen? 
Yeah, they don't, don't have to. Need a, By the way, this is cute. Okay, we'll come back to it. Because I have to tell you, this was cute. Dominic, I took him. Dominic just is four, and he just started school today, um, pre-kindergarten. But he, I had him swimming yesterday at the pool. And I'm like, Dommy, what are you doing? And he's holding himself down in the water, a practice in lobstering. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's excited about it. And Kylie is too. And Kylie's a great swimmer. And she actually does dive, and she holds her breath okay. For, she does. I mean, <clears throat> so... I thought she would do good, and I tried to take her where I knew there were some at. I mean, they were smaller, because here's the thing. We could have had 30 if she helps catch them, but she, uh, she, I don't think she can catch them yet, because we took her down, and she, with the waves hitting her, she she threw up. So She threw up? She, she was panicking. So yeah. we have really and, good snorkels. And it's snorkels. crazy, because she, she does super well in the pool, but I think by next year she'll be fine. I think she will Thanks too. We have you. really good snorkels that the pop shut the top pops down so you don't get water in through your snorkel. You, you just blow it out when you come up. Because when I was younger, I'd have I'd buy cheap snorkels, and the water would that, just pour in. I like the semi dry better. I don't like the weight of the fully. Dry I don't either. Ones. No. And it stresses me out. It kind of makes me panic almost. Yeah, because no, it's like breathing out of a straw. Yeah, I get too panicky because I'm not okay. a strong swimmer. I need a completely dry snorkel that shuts off tight. But Kylie got a little bit panicky. She's trying to manage. There's some waves. She's got her little fins on. Kylie is eight, but I think by next year, she just has to practice with her snorkel when she's not because it's in the Gulf of Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, we're on the Gulf Gulf side, which right. is nice. Um, so another cool thing we got, um, the crappy thing is we were in that pontoon boat that's got like a two foot draft or something and it goes like seven miles an hour. It looked so cute but, though. But it's cool. The pontoon boat <laughs> but, has two slides But on we it. got the double slide. And so it took us hour and a half to get out. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Um, I mean to get out like, you know, just a few miles and, you know, cause we're going through channels and everything. And then, uh. But the nice thing is we had the double slide, and that double slide, it's like a water slide, and so they could go to the top and they could slide out. And, we, and when you go in the deeper water, there's not the current. So, like, when we were done the second day, like, we, we, we limited out pretty quick the second day. So we went out to the deeper water, and they were sliding off until Kylie saw some rocks that she thought looked like stingrays. Well, didn't you guys see a stingray? I think you thought maybe it was a stingray. Well, I did think it was a stingray. And I didn't care, but I just didn't want our feet to go on it and, you know, get a barb. Right. Yeah. And it it, it was not. It was like a, a plot of grass or something okay. on the sand. But even though we told Kylie that, she, you know, <laughs> she wouldn't have it. Dominic didn't care. Me and Dominic uh, did it. But I was impressed by both of them because the other thing we did was the jumping bridge. I was so okay. impressed. Wait, before you talk about the jumping bridge, I kind of okay. want to wrap up because we didn't talk about that. You also caught two, um, what which we your, have talked about spearfish. on a previous podcast. I just want to let you know, but yes, this is good. Okay. And we're Ma at 45 minutes, but yes. Okay. But Mario didn't talk about it. Just really yeah. quickly. I didn't talk about the, the spearfish, did I? No, but he, she did. I did. Oh, well, I was so just I, impressed. I got a, a, a six foot JBL Shaka pole spear. And it's nice because I previously used a uh, or just a, a regular pole spear with the tri prong on the front. Oh, okay. You couldn't even screw off the head, so like the they were all bent up from hitting rocks. Yeah. I've had the same ones for 15 years, so I bought this nice new, like $300 pole spear, <clears throat> and um, I saw two hogfish, and I hate killing something and not 
catching it to eat it or whatever. And it happened quite a bit in the past. I'd, I'd use that triprong and I'd hit like a hogfish or even, um, even a sheep's head. And, you know, if I, or, or something, I'd, I'd spear it, but the, it, the triprong would go in the side of the fish, but the fish would go nuts and it'd wiggle off and it'd go under some rock. I couldn't find it. But this has a, this pole spear has a slip tip on it, meaning the top comes off and goes in the fish and it's connected by a rope. So, you know, the, I hit a couple hogfish. Uh, they only have to be 14 inches on the Gulf side, I believe is the current limit. And I think one and was think 15 and think, one was 16. I think I had 16 inches. Yeah. So they're, they would, I think Atlantic side is 16 inch. So they would meet that as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it was nice because there was no way they were getting off. Um, that new pole spear, it's an insane amount of money to spend on a stupid stick with a barb on the end, <laughs> but it was worth it. It was really cool. Yeah, That's no, it cool. was, it was super fun. And then, so anyway, we did that two days and, um, you get to the marina early in the morning and there's this guy that cooks the best breakfast on homemade bread ever. And, um, his oh. name's Robbie at Sugarloaf Key. And, and then you want to come back to when you come back and you bring the, bring the, uh, fish back. Yeah. Uh, the lobster and the kids helping clean them. The kids help clean them. We clean them right at the at the dock. When you bring them in, you clean them. And um, <laughs> we have them ready to put in the freezer, and they're good to go. Yeah, you that I day. mean, you got to ring the, ring the tail. So you separate the tail and the head. <clears throat> Most people don't save the heads for anything. Um, you rinse them. You take the antenna usually, and you kind of— Poke it in it there. In the, in the poopers so that you can take that— <laughs> The, the, the vein the line, out of the, the back. The vein, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, uh, and then you rinse them, uh, wrap them in tinfoil, and put them on ice right away. Now we need Uncle Paul to come because Uncle Paul loves lobster. Really? Yeah. Did you not know that? Dad cooked him some lobster last time they came, and he was really happy with that. But they're vegetarian, right? Are they? No, he had um, a health issue, so he's really changed how he ate. But yeah, lobster yeah. still goes down that path. Okay, cool. So he's good. But... um. Jumping bridge. Jumping bridge. Yep. So, There's. Go ahead. Tell where it is. Yeah. So on uh, on what is that? Is that on Sugarloaf or is it uh, Cujo? It's Sugarloaf. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually right near that marina. On Sugarloaf um, there's Key. There's a blinking light. So instead of I guess you make a left if you're mm-hmm. heading south. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, when that road dead ends, uh, that's old A one A. And it's blocked off. It's a band uh, an abandoned part of A one A. Go down like you know, maybe a couple hundred yards to park because there's some no parking areas. Uh, and then you've got quite a hike to go through that old A1A on that trail. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there's that old bridge and it's, there's almost always people there. It's like a little party spot. There's this old bridge on like A1A and the, and the road, yeah, yeah. the, yeah, the road is spot. abandoned. And there's this flat place, like there's the bridge that you can jump off or you can go down around the bridge and there's this flat, almost like a plateau and it's a bonfire above the water. Pit. I mean, a bonfire yeah. pit. It's just the coolest place. But there's a lot of broken place. glass, so you got to, because of course there's broken beer bottles, but... So if you, you wear, wear water shoes, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, water or shoes. Or tennis shoes that but you don't care about. I can tell that people go down there and, and they clean, clean it up. up. Yeah, because people don't like people to trash a nice... No. Because if you trash a nice place, it's not going to be there in 10 years. No. Yeah. Uh, but it's super, super awesome. And my kids. I was impressed by them. Oh, yeah. Kylie jumped off like three times. Dominic jumped off four times. I, I and mean, it's what, four, what is it, like 20 feet in the air? At least. At least. And, yeah, he's four. And like I was like, okay, Kylie was talking about doing it. And I, she made me hold her because she, she was 
having a, you know, a little bit of nervousness. It's scary. But I was proud of her. But I was like, Dominic next year. But he wouldn't let go of it because he saw me and her do it. And uh, so I put a vest on him and we jumped in. And I'm like, hey, you're going to go underwater for a little bit, buddy. And that salt water is going to burn your nose and your eyes. And he was cool with it. Like, and he wanted to keep doing it. Oh, as soon as he got done, I want to do it again. Sorry, Hannah. I was impressed by their swimming because that current's really strong. And you have to get to the side quick. Yeah, you can swim sideways, but you can't swim against that current. No, I've tried to swim. I can't. I'm not... Gosh, I can't imagine trying pregnant, like just swimming against that current. But I, when I'm not pregnant, I can't swim against that current. I can't imagine. It's no. pretty, pretty awesome. I was really, really proud of them. Yeah. I thought it was so cool. And there's, but there's people down there, and and you know, we try to have family down there too, so that if and yeah. Mario, Mario's with the kids, you know, jumping with the yeah, kids. Yeah, no, I just mean, I, I was impressed because I saw that video of Kylie, mm-hmm. and I saw her swim to the side, like she was like coughing and stuff. But I was impressed. Yeah, she did great. What else did we do? I mean, we did some other fun stuff. We ate at great places. We ate at Square Grouper. We ate at Tonio's. No Name Pub. Oh, did you yeah. go to my favorite we saw Cuban the Cu- restaurant? No, we didn't, we didn't go, go to... We didn't go to the um, Cuban restaurant. Hold on. Um, El Sabones. El Sabones is, I love is that in Key West. It's yeah, the best it's Cuban food in the in the Keys. And we, we usually go, it's authentic. Did you go to um, the bakery, the good bakery? Uh, we went to a good bakery, uh, Isla Latte, but um, we didn't go to the one that you guys go to in uh, Key West. Okay. We typically hang out. In the past, we've always hung out in Key West, but this time we went to Marathon Key. We thought we'd um, explore some things further. Well, let's be honest. We couldn't afford the Lower Keys this year. Well, no. Because they so outlawed Airbnbs in the Lower Keys. What? Which increased demand for all the other places. Which. Why? But Marathon is incorporated. Okay. Uh, so the rest is like on, un- un- so Key West, you know, in, in Monroe, but, you know, like Big Pine Key is unincorporated Monroe County. Uh, the way I understand it, because they used to have a ton of Airbnbs and it was like, yes. And it kind of took the pressure off the hotels. Yeah. But when they did that, yeah, and plus corporations are buying everything up. Uh, so where you used to have lots of little cute, um, Cute places to you stay. You stay cor- in a caravan. Or that makes me sad. Yeah, and because there's a lot of people that, like, have a house, but they might be snowbirds or something, and they would rent yeah, it out for a week. Yeah, just don't live there year-round. Yeah. And um, so, so now Marathon is an affordable option, but uh, it's it's hard to find a place. Like, I, Big Pine Key. And, and I like Big Pine Key. I really like it, or Ramrod or Summerland. Well, we, we camped but, in Big Pine Key last year, but it was, okay. It was, it was so stormy. And we stayed at the that cutest place. I have a video that our tent was literally blowing away, and Dad and I slept on an air mattress. And, well, you guys too, and you had three kids in your tent. Our tent was blowing away, and it was literally hitting us in the face. And I'm just laying there. And we just put the blanket over our, our heads and we thought, well, Yours this was might be away. It. Ours was floating away because <laughs> they had to dig a channel because of all that rain. We were in a high spot, but it, we were a foot underwater and I had the, ed, you know, the edges on that tent. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't get water in, but it was picking the tent up. No, there's, there's a That's storm crazy. and there's rain. And then there's, this was like tropical force rain and wind. Well, and it actually lasted a long time, which it typically doesn't, right? Yeah. Usually they blow over, you know, you always get like a little, uh, what do you, a squall come in. Yeah. But yeah, this, this hung out for a while. And so we, there was no way Zane was going to do that again this year. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a good memory, but also they, they sold Big Pine Key Fishing Lodge again, like I said, to, uh, you know, a corporation. And 
I think they're doing a good job running it. I don't really know, but I liked it when it was how it was. Quaint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very quaint. And quaint. And quaint. 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 Did you say quaint? quaint? Is that not the way you said quaint? She coined a new term. Isn't that what I said? You said quaint. 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 Okay, cool. wait, what, Han- what Hannah said. <laughs> Mom, what? Okay, I like, here's the thing that makes me happy about Mario. Mario and I both catch exactly when you do these things. And, and hyper fixate on details. Yeah, well, mm. because here's the thing. There's, well, she said something like porn, but she wasn't. Wait, what? Pornness. Remember last oh, yeah, time? Last porn. She said- pornness. She was trying to say pornness, <laughs> but she said pornness. Like it was like a highness of porn. And. Mario and I, but we're like the only ones that catch it. Everyone, or maybe they're just nice. <laughs> they're probably just nice. And, and don't say anything. But Mario and I both catch the exact same things that you do. <laughs> oh. Okay, so fast forward. So last year we camped. It was cool. And I, I like camping. Yeah. This year we stayed in Marathon, so we did a few things. So we did the Dolphin Research Center. Now the Dolphin Research Center, and they, and they, they, what do they save dolphins? Like, re, like yeah. rehabilitated dolphins yeah, that, that can't was very go in the neat. wild anymore. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was a good time. And, cool. of course, we let the kids pet, well, <clears throat> not harass the key deer. Um, you cannot feed, because key deer are like a protected, mm. endangered species that only live there. Yeah. They're like the size of a dog. <clears throat> so I will not They're smaller let, than my dog. <gasps> I pe- read something. Pe- people. Shh. Go ahead. I'm, I'm so excited, but <laughs> I want to finish the thought. Okay. <laughs> so. So I don't let the kids or anybody feed. Everybody feeds them, but the thing is— but you guys don't. We don't because, it, one, you can make them sick, and two, they associate people with food. Then they get hit by cars and stuff. Um, so we don't feed them, but sometimes I'll let the kids, like, crumple a leaf or toss a rock because they're, you know, they're, they're so not— They're trying to think that it's— Well, they're so not afraid of people anyway, and they'll come over— um, and if they, you know, they can't go up to the deer, but if they come up to them, I don't, uh, Stop dis- it. Yeah, yeah, I don't s- dissuade them. And, uh, so like sometimes a deer will come up and lick your skin and you got to kind of push it off. And, um, it's kind of, it's cute though. Cause the kids love those deer. Did Aww. you know in like the 1900s, there were settlers that were on that Island, that key big pine, and they used to burn fires to drive the key deer into them when they wanted protein. That's how they would hunt them. And that's one of the reasons that they became a little bit more endangered. Uh, okay. I just huh. thought that's, you should know that uh, interesting little something something. I did not well, know Well, I think that. they're doing pretty well. It's just they're geographically isolated. They yeah. they are. They're everywhere. <clears throat> they're not walking across that seven month. <laughs> no. Um, okay, well, so let's move on here. Yeah, let's move on because we are at 56 minutes. Okay, well, I just wanted to... Uh, See, Mario, you kind of always talked about um, your job, wanting to kind of um, mm-hmm. allow. I wanted you to elaborate on your job a little bit. What you do? Uh, oh, I do want to talk about my job. I, I, I'd kind of want that as a quick hit sort of thing. But um, I mean, if we talk about safety, <clears throat> I had a roommate die in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, he was a roommate. I broke our lease, uh, staying at UCF on campus. In 2006 to, was it 2005 to 2006 school year? I think so. So spring of 2006, I studied in Sweden, and I broke my lease, and uh, and I got so a, that you could go to Sweden. <clears throat> yeah, exactly, and st- take that semester abroad, and um, really liked him. Um, I don't know if I, I guess I can say his name, Stephen Lorenz, though, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at uh, UCF, and he. Um, 
So yeah, he he got in a car wreck and died. I thought it was Facebook was like brand new at this t- time. Like, right, I'm right. ancient apparently. Yeah. But no, I wasn't I, thinking I, out of that. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw though that uh, that you know somebody said R.I.P. Stephen. I thought it was a joke because back then it was like the wild west of Facebook. They didn't have moderators that kept you from saying sick, twisted stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was a joke, but yeah, I had a roommate die, and he was. Uh, selling racing parts for like Dodge Neons and he was on Challenger Parkway and hit a tree. And so, I mean, I didn't really think I'd be in transportation at the time, but I started at DOT in 2009. As an right. engineer. <clears throat> well, yeah. In, Civil in, engineer? In, in, a PE trainee. Okay. Uh, you know, you got to work a little before you get your license. And um, <clears throat> everything I did was has been safety ever since, really. I mean. Did that inspire you? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I, I think kicked me off to in construction. Uh, my projects were safety related. Like I had uh, District 1 is Southwest Florida for DOT. Yeah. I had their first high friction surface treatment project and I was the project administrator for it. Um, and, you know, it was a really, really neat thing. Uh, I went up to District 2, and which is North Central and Northeast Florida and was eventually the safety engineer there. And, uh, but... <clears throat> that's now going into operation. So then I started programming the projects that, you know, in, in Southwest Florida, right. I had been constructing and then designing. And now I started programming. So the last five years, yeah, I've been focusing on safety. Um, just this week, I got to meet one of my heroes, Melissa Wandall, uh-huh. whose um, husband sadly passed uh, mm. in, in, I think that was 2008. I, I may be way... Uh, off on the year. Or that may be when the Mark Wandel Act passed, mm-hmm. um, and I should know. Um, but she shared that story this week um, because uh, we we did a st- it's stop on Red Week okay. uh, for red lights. So we did an event together in Ocala just reminding drivers to stop at a red light. And um, it's critical. Huli was rear-ended at a red light. Um, your, your wife. A year and a half ago and herniated four discs in her back. Yeah, and so, all three children were in the van at the time. Yeah, and they were fine. They were in their five-point safety harnesses in their, in their right. kids' seats. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it uh, it's it's uh, important. And so that's kind of – that drives me. You know, yeah. I'm a road safety professional. I'm a professional traffic operations engineer. I'm a professional engineer. Um, and so anything – I've got my IMSA – level two field technician certification, anything related to traffic and safety, that's really uh, what I do and what my passion is. And what that means is, you know, if maybe somebody sent us a crash and, you know, we look at it or an intersection has a lot of crashes or particularly fatalities and serious injuries, and we'll look at it and see what can be done here. You know, maybe a rural intersection, maybe it could be converted to a roundabout, maybe uh, if people are crossing the road at a particular place, there's a Starbucks on one side and a hotel on the other, and people are getting hit at night. Maybe you provide lighting, maybe a mid-block crosswalk. Um, and those are the sorts of projects that we would recommend and try to justify and program and hopefully implement. And are, is there typically data that helps support or create the solution, or how, how does that oh, happen? Oh, yeah, I could give you all sorts of data that would bore everyone to tears. Hannah is giving mom a death stare. I was about to say something interesting. Oh, tell, tell me, me something tell interesting, me interesting dear. Um, no, I was going to say, I actually, I think it's important about the stop at the red light thing. The other day, I, you know, when you catch the, the yellow light 
and then the red light, and it's like it's such a horrible time. You're like, crud. What do what, I do? What do I do? They have a name for it. What is it? Well, okay, it was called the Dilemma Zone. I think they actually changed it to something. I think it's like Decision Zone now. But I'm old, so I'm going to call it the Dilemma Zone. Okay. So yeah. I was I was driving home the other day, and I just picked up my car because it had something wrong with um, the power steering, and they had fixed it. But um, I... I was at the—I had that exact same thing happen. The, the yellow light changed really quickly. Do you slam quickly. on your brakes or do you gun it? So I—I no, I was at a dilemma. <laughs> I know what you did. You gunned it. I didn't. You didn't get I for slammed you. on my brakes, and yeah. I saw a police officer, and I had, I had kind of slid into the— The um, the stop bar? Stop yeah, line, I the mean. The stop line. Yeah. And like, I slid past it. it. But I think he appreciated so much that I stopped— so instead of the, in, instead of going, that he didn't he waved at me like as he passed. The the yellow timing, mm. uh, what they call like the the yellow clearance interval, is supposed to be set such that you know at the you know desired operating speed, you should have the right amount of time to either stop or go. Right. So the, you know, like there's things like that in signal timing that they try to accommodate. Yeah. Um, well, I had a lot of stuff on my seats. And I didn't want it to all fly forward. That's why there. it wasn't really the yellow light's fault. It was my fault because I didn't want to have to put on my brakes so hard that everything flew forward. Sure. That's actually – so, okay, so 94% of crash – so this – this some people hate this statistic because it's misstated as 94% of crashes are caused by human error. That's not really true. <clears throat> 94% of crashes have – human error as the primary contributing factor. That's more accurate. Okay, I can the see that. The difference is you're blaming the crash on 94% of people, whereas there's a joint responsibility. It's engineers. You know, we have this joint effort to have safe roads, safe speeds. Right. Uh, the FHWA calls it the safe system approach. Um, and it's, I mean, you can look it up if you want. But um, that is a human factors element, which is some of the things that we're realizing – it, it can't just be engineering. We need to look at the actual road users and, you know, for instance, letting people know, secure your load ahead of time. Yeah. And everything just flew. And I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I might have been on, I, I, I think not like holding it, but like I always have my phone on my little thingy. Yeah. I think I might have been on the phone with mom and I go, crap. <laughs> and I just slammed That's on not my what brakes. you said, is it? No, it is. Oh, good for 100%. you. 100%. Um, I also had another question about <clears throat> something you mentioned. Okay. You're talking about different districts. This is going to be either a really smart question or a really dumb question. Yes. Uh, are those districts the same as our voting districts? Probably not. No, they're not. And actually, I want to say there was some Florida legislature slate, slate, bleh, slate mandated uh, study of the districts. Um, but they're a little strategic. So um, there's seven districts for okay. Florida. Oh, okay. And, so definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're generally rather large, except like District Six is Monroe and Dade County. No, okay. So, you know, like so in, they're multiple counties. And okay. Tampa is pretty small. It's like Hillsborough, Pasco, Pinellas, and um, I'm like nervous on the radio apparently, <laughs> but there's there's four counties. Okay. So there's some that are a little smaller, but um, generally speaking, they uh, they tend to deliberately put their uh, like headquarters in a more rural location, and then have an urban office. So District 2, the headquarters is in Lake City, mm -hmm. but the urban office is in Jacksonville. Because they know Jacksonville is important, but they don't want Jacksonville to get all the attention. Right. District 1, where I used to be, 
of course, Naples and Fort Myers is kind of bustling, but they put the headquarters in Bartow. Um, same with District 5, Central Florida. Um, you know, of course, everyone knows Orlando, but they put the headquarters in DeLand. So they try to be strategic in it, but no, it doesn't match like voting districts or okay. anything like Sorry, that. Sorry, I know well, that's, that's probably a really dumb question. I just was like, oh, districts, no. I wonder if that's similar to voting districts. And it's, it's important for me, even though I've been on the consultant side five years because DOT is my primary client now. Now I'm getting to do the work that I used to delegate to consultants. Isn't now that I'm crazy? the consultant. Yeah. Now, I honestly can't recall how long have you been a professional engineer or at least interning, you know, graduated from college and interning? Well, so I graduated in the bustling time of 2008 <laughs> when, um, so I worked for a company, uh, Inwood Consulting Engineers. And um, at the time, I think they did a lot of PD&E work, project development and environment work, okay. like planning for large, you know, road projects. And I think they also did some other planning level work. Right. Well, of course, when the recession hit, the Great Recession, yeah. that dried up. And um, the first thing they did was let all their interns go. Mm -hmm. I think there was five or six of us. And, um, I mean, they're an amazing company. I really liked working there. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got people I highly respect that are still there. And um, But, yeah, so that was when I was graduating in 08. They, they let me go. And so That's I rough. did a semester – uh, of grad school at UCF while I looked for a job. And uh, and I got on uh, DOT as a PE trainee. And at the time, I want to say there were 150 applicants for my position. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Praise it was, God. And, you know, now I don't think they're getting that in this labor market. Right. Um, and I remember jumping for joy because I got an offer for like, it wasn't even, th I think it was like right under $39,000 a year as, a, as an EI, uh, an engineer intern to be on the PE trainee program. And when I hung up the phone with Eddie Gonzalez, who was the uh, director of operations at the time uh -huh. for District 1, like I screamed in the driveway. I was so <laughs> ecstatic to get a job. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, June 12th, 2009 was when I started my career. That's awesome. And when did you I go? I mean, I'd interned before. Because yeah. you were with DOT for quite some time. <laughs> and when did you go private? I think 2018, I want to say like. December of 2018 or something. And you went to Prosser and then to, now yep. you're with. Yep. I've been with Gresham Smith for two and a half years and uh, I'm an associate and uh, I like it. Good for you. That's good. Well, I, I like your career. It's a long ways from uh, learning your multiplication tables to now you can think out. It is a long way from multiplication tables. <laughs> sure no, Do you know what I was thinking? That's a silly thing for a mom to say, but you listen to your kids and I'm just a simple mom that I make bread and lunches and my kids can do all these incredible things. I was thinking about how excited I was in 11 years after that, uh, in 2020, when I got my, offered my first full-time, uh, first full-time job. It was in January of 2020. Oh my goodness. And guess how much it was for? <laughs> Careful, you're in the WOKV studios currently. <laughs> well, now I can't say it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was going to. It was kind of low, wasn't it? It was lower than $39,000. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I was like, man, with inflation, like, dang. But you were paying over $400 a month for your medical insurance at yeah, that so time. Yeah, so I was so happy, though, because I was like, 
I, I can't keep on affording to do this because I was working for nine sixty nine an hour before that. Well, it's so when it's I crazy was, because people yeah. people so everybody across Jacksonville like Hannah Giles, your sister, Hannah like. Nobody cares who I am. <laughs> They're like, Hannah Guile, oh, man, uh, could you get me on the radio for this or that? Or like, oh, man, she's great. Hey, do you think, like, I could talk to Hannah? And um, But, like, they don't know behind the scenes. You're like, hey, I'm just struggling to pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, not rent, because you, shoot, even as little as you're making, you bought your first condo pretty. In, in pretty, 2020, yeah. How old were you when you bought your condo? 24. 24. So I was, I was in Ponte Vedra. In Ponte Vedra. You weren't were doing than, too bad. Because was, you saved well. Because I saved well. Yeah. But it was it was getting crazy because I was making nine sixty nine an hour and mom had made that me quit crazy. my church my 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 serving. Serving job. And I was going into debt. Well, you quit the serving job because they went under. No, 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 no. But like I didn't get another right. serving she, job. Oh, most, yeah, yeah. most people went and got different serving jobs. But I said, unless yeah. you're hungry, you will never make well, yeah. super your proud. career so go. Th- that's what I was going to say is I know you were like, oh, man, I'm not even making 10 bucks an hour. Yeah. But I was super proud because you're on the radio getting your name out. You're starting to get endorsements. And I, people love – I mean, you support businesses that you like. You have a great voice. Thanks. Um, but you kind of have a following now. And then, of course, when you – uh, started doing the Mark K show. Absolutely. Man. It exploded. Oh, insane. Well, it's, it, there, there's something in radio that is honestly very true. And it's people that stick with it and do those crappy, crappy, crappy jobs. I'm not saying. It's, well, that's what I, that's what I told you. Cause I, yeah. I know you were like, man, if this doesn't happen, I'm changing fields. It, but as soon as Only you had the oper- I was going into debt. <clears throat> well, as soon as you joined with Mark, I'm like, Hitch, hitch your horse. What is it? Hitch, hitch your wagon to that horse. Yeah. Because yeah, you may not be making what you want to make for a while, but it's like exponential growth. Yeah. But, and, and you, you know what? and you control the outcome along with him. And, of course. And if I'm being honest, yeah. I've had exponential growth in five years. Yeah. Like, and he's such a great mentor and, and too, would, and supportive I, of you. I, like, I mean, and I'm rooting for you because. Uh, one day you're going to be my rich sister and I want a house out of this deal. <laughs> I know. Whenever Mario gets me something and I'm like, no, 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 this is too big. Like, I'm like, no, it's not too big because I'm going to expect it when you, yeah, when, when you're you loaded one day. <laughs> and it was, it was just, it was really crazy and it was fantastic. But there, it, it really rings true that it is horrible to work in radio. When you first start out. Yeah, it's, it's it rough. It sucks. Like, so I've worked in radio since I was 19, but that like includes like interning and everything. Um, and you had some really good internships. Oh, yeah. yeah, you was cool. What were uh, ten ten when yeah. we were going to like the Jags games? Was, I was volunteering at the Jags games, <laughs> yeah. and you were working the Jags games. Yeah, because uh, I we I was doing it for the safety booth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember. And, and, yeah, and it was neat because we'd be like, "Hey, we're working the same event." Yeah, and it was really cool too because Paola at that same time was also there. I was like, "It's all my friends." Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it was fantastic. Um, I didn't really get on air till I came here though I, at WKV. But I'll tell you what, it. So for me to actually make like a, I don't want to say a livable wage, but a wage where I could sustain without living with my parents, that wasn't until, <laughs> until three. You struck it big and married Casey. <laughs> no, no. Three, three years ago. Yeah. Um, actually, that was very important that I bought the condo before I married Casey because I wanted to show that I could, I didn't need Casey. I want him. Well, you had saved for a long time and you'd renovated, you'd gutted and renovated the condo. Mario helped you. Yeah. yeah. It was like a family Thing. It was. It was a nice. family thing. It was fun. But Maybe. it was smart. You got it. You got a great deal, and we put a lot of sweat equity, and it served you well as a first house, and propelled you guys to be able to afford in this crazy. And we market. got to pay off 
debt and yeah. put a down payment on uh, an equal percentage on a a house that was three times the size. Yeah. That's and weird. so it so, really was, it was fantastic. But, but you had cool things on 1010. What was the, there was a uh, football Sackham play. Michaelis. <laughs> that was yeah, what it was. actually, so I should mark that. What like was six, Sackham? Sackham Michaelis. And it, yeah. it's to the tune And then of, you, you were on the, on the plane with him. Yes. And he knew who I was, which was, well, not who I was, but he, he knew, knew the, the song. song. Yeah. And you're like, that's my song. I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm the voice. But Ooh, he was married. Sackham Michaelis. I mean, I wasn't hitting on him. But you would have. No, he was, no, no, he was with his wife. He, he was, was a really, and I such a gentleman. Well, I know. Calais Campbell's who she's talking about. Yeah. Um, and the, the song Sack of Michaelis is actually a parody to Rock Me Amadeus. <laughs> so where it's like, ooh, Rock Me Amadeus. I mean, that was we your said, first your first thing that was kind of popular on the radio. Yeah. And it was it was really fun. Um, and I actually started out, um, there's a great mentor there. His name is Tom. And Tom taught me, honestly, all I know about audio editing and um, Tom Fridley, Tom Fr- Fridley. Yeah, Tom, Tom Fridley. And yeah, you've built some relationships. This he, is cool. Yeah, it's great. And I still love them. I know that technically they're our competition now, but um, but I, I, I adore the people there. They're fantastic. And um, uh, Tom Fridley, he helped me with- I call those frenemies, by the way. <laughs> they're not <laughs> frenemies, but he helped me with all my audio stuff. And he really helped me develop my voice, which I thought was- Super important because he would have me do mock scripts every week and uh, record that way. So they weren't necessarily airing, but by the end of my internship, they were airing and they got to use them. And so it was kind of a trade-off. Like I was getting my voice out there and they were getting, you know, free. Who's the guy in Washington that helped uh, that helped you a little bit in your Derek, career? Derek, Derek Stanberry. But he goes Stanberry. by Ron. <coughs> he doesn't go by his real name on air. I don't remember. Ron something. I'm sorry, Derek. If you're listening, I, I forget what your on-air name is. On Roxy. Yes, on Roxy. But uh, what I was going to say is that it was really incredible because he really helped me form my voice. Mm-hmm. And he taught me all these things that I would have never known. For instance, when you're recording and you're looking at your audio as it's going, you don't want to talk in the same Like there has to be variance in your voice and it has to sound like you're actually talking. And you're actually having a conversation. And you got to use some excitement and have somebody else jump in to snap people out of it and draw them back. <laughs> well, and he said if you talk with your hands and you smile, uh, it comes across on air because, you know. That's actually false. Nobody can see your hands. No, you no, can't I, see I the know, hands, but was... you can hear the difference in your voice. And that's why it's so funny. I have posted videos before on my Facebook of me doing, for, for instance, traffic. And they'll say, you know, Hannah, you don't have to use your hands. Nobody can actually see you when you're on but the radio. They can hear. But you can hear the difference. And people that don't speak with their hands, a lot of times you can tell because it comes out very monotone. And it's it's why you smile when you're on the phone. Yes. Yeah. Or exactly. if you're angry, you got to like make an intentional scowl face. <laughs> like a grimace. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, I have dominated now. So. No, but also when you were over there, you got to meet a lot of pro athletes. I did met a lot of pro athletes, which was a fun job for a little 19, 20, 22 year old. I worked there little, all the way until for I was a little 19, 24, or 25, but yeah. yeah, yeah like, no. I'm going to be a little misogynistic, you know, for a little 19 year old little girl. It was a neat job. Ugh. No, okay, but I just, I'm teasing mom. I'm, I'm always happy when my kids get to have no, um, an exciting time, but uh, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. We're at an hour and 16 minutes. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on. I'm what do people do while they're listening to this? Like they, they Clean I, I love house. you guys all because I mean, you're listening to my sister and my mom, but like, I don't know what you're doing out there. Like, I mean, nobody just sits and listens for an hour. No, minutes. no. Do you do dishes? Doing dishes, drinking coffee. Cold laundry. One friend. Driving, um, 
trucks. Yeah. Driven truck. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. When I mean, friend cleans the church. Taxes. I mean, tax season's over. My friend well, Susie people- used to drive, listen to half of it um, on the way to work. and ha- No, actually all the way down to Tonino. She would come from... Mount Vernon to Tonino, and she would listen to it. Okay, if anybody, I think what they do is they just start it so that they can tell you guys they listen to it. So if anybody's still listening at the very end like this, leave us a comment. Yeah, put a comment and tell us like, tell my mom and sister what you're doing (laughs) while you listen to this. If you're listening on Spotify specifically, you can leave a comment. I always wonder what they're doing out there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well, we love you and God bless you. And thank you so much for listening. Take care and have a fantastic week and a great Labor Day.